Critical hit Punch All Nazis takes place in the early days of World War II and combines high adventure with cosmic horror. All dates, locations, and historical events are thrown out the window in order to create a fun story, so don't put too much thought into historical inaccuracies. All accents are done poorly, but with love, and no disrespect is intended. Last time. On Critical Hit. Ah, Ahmed. You've brought us those who wish to make an offering to our order. Do y'all really want to bring swords to a gunfight? Shouldn't have come in with a pretty character. Steven's going to make sure you're completely deformed by the time we come. He marches you, everybody off, in a uh, wagon and takes you all off to the local constabulary. The sun begins to set over the city of Cairo as you exit the police station. The police took down all of your information and pointed you in the way, uh, they pointed you in the direction of the Cafe of Kings. They are holding nothing against you. They do caution you that Weapons are something that are not necessarily illegal, but certainly frowned upon. But under the circumstances, they're going to allow you to keep your weapons, considering that you were attacked. And who knows, these these uh, this gang may have other members roaming the city and may now have a hit out on you. Sure, well, that's promising. Yeah. Dutch, you were allowed to, everybody was kind of allowed to clean themselves up a little bit. So if you, you know, you had blood and guts all over you, you can wash it out. You don't get a change of clothes. So any uh, blood stains on your clothes are going to kind of stick around. But you make your way to the Cafe of Kings. It is a single, eh, no, we'll say it's a, it's a two-story establishment. It's done in stone and you know, plaster on the outside. It's brown. Uh, it's got a nice heavy door to get into the place. Above it, there is a sign that says the Cafe of Kings. There are two windows on the side with a little awning sticking out. The streets are still very much but bustling and running around. Uh, are people trying to get where they're going in the evening? It certainly smells more like dinner time as more food smells waft through the streets than the smells of animals on their way to and from market, or in this case, perhaps to and uh, to the dinner plate. And again, you still see signs all over the place as you make your way to the cafe of Kings advertising the performance of the great Nate. O. Hmm. you enter the cafe of Kings, which is a lively establishment. It's buzzing with activity. The air is thick with conversation, clinking of glasses. There is a mix of expats from many countries that are in the room. Uh, most of them British, though, although you do see uh, people that you probably recognize. Maybe there's an American over there. Maybe there's someone from uh, not a Middle Eastern country or a, a North African country in the place. Um, but you see a, a mix of shady characters as well. Gamblers and maybe spies are intermingled among the crowd, adding to an air of intrigue and mystery to this entire establishment. There are sound of whispers and laughter as secretive deals blend together as the patrons engage in wheeling and dealing, each person eager to advance their own schemes. Everybody can roll me a observation plus insight. Ooh. Oh, I thought I was good at this. I'm only good at half of it. Okay. Well, you can choose not to roll if you, if you don't want to. Ah, but, crud. My hey, bad. You sorry. Got, you got three successes, so that's good. Oh, dang. What success? One success. That's all you need. Two successes. All right. So you guys build up some momentum. So one, two, three successes uh, over. So I mean, we'll I think, I think technically... Technically, Matthew spent a momentum because he rolled three dice. Oh, shoot. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Well, my bad. only get six. 
yeah, Sorry about as, that. as you enter, I say you didn't waste it. So yeah, true. As you enter the establishment, everyone goes quiet for a moment and looks at you before they return back to their wheelings and dealings. And as you scan the room, you spot a man sitting at a corner table. His eyes are darting about as he carefully surveys the room. This is probably the person that you are supposed to meet. Rusty Stowe. In fact, he sees you and he breaks out into a big, broad grin and waves you over. We'll walk over to where he is. He stands up. Ah, ah, there you are. Ah, I've been expecting you. I'm, I'm Rusty, uh, the man who can find whatever you need. He extends his hand to each of you, and he gives you each a very firm handshake. So glad that you're here. I was really kind of expecting you a day or so ago. Uh, yeah, uh, we've, uh, yeah, we've run into some complications here or there. Uh, is he American? It's hard to tell. He seems to have a mix. Uh, yeah, he's definitely white. He has a, got a mix, but he's very tan from being in the sun. Sure. Uh, so his skin is very, very dark and dark reddish color. Uh, but his accent kind of jumps between maybe an Australian or an English accent and a little bit of American. It's really hard to place where he's from, but uh, he seems uh, very much in line with uh, what's going on. Um, I, I've been contacted by Brigadier Finnessy, and he informed me that you're Heading into the desert to investigate some German dealings. And he says that with the air quotes. Uh, the, the brigadier and I go way back. We were in the uh, Great War together. So uh, I know what he means when he says German dealings. But he didn't provide any details except you were headed west. I have an idea of what you'll need. But if there's anything else you, you need, you let me know. I'm, I'm your man. Well, we are looking for... Uh, this and I'll show him like whatever paper we've managed to get on like the city of the dead. Probably mm, the mm. uh like Jacob's like a like a photostatic of the Jacob's entry. Oh, 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 ah, I see. <laughs> uh, the uh, uh the forbidden city, yes. <laughs> and at that moment a very rugged man starts walking over to you he's he exudes this air of confidence he's wearing you know tan pants a a linen shirt with a, a brown leather jacket he's got a brown hat on he carries himself with a lot of swagger and his eyes constantly seem to be sparkling with excitement and he comes up to the table and uh, kind of flashes rusty a knowing grin and he said i'm sorry did i hear you talking about the forbidden city Oh, uh, everyone, let me introduce you to Monty Smith. Monty Smith is an explorer. I'm an archaeologist. <laughs> Monty and I have crossed paths on many occasions, and I've had the pleasure of also outfitting him for, for his expeditions. Uh, Valentino, please roll me an Insight Plus Academia D1. Okay. Uh, one, one success. success. Very good. Uh, you recognize the name Monty Smith. Uh, you know from the academic side that you have seen the name uh, Montgomery Smith show up in a few journal articles, mostly though about Greek and Roman studies, but uh, your journalist side is familiar with the name um, and some artifacts that he has uncovered in the past. And he's been in headlines uh, before. Hey, uh, Mr. Smith, uh, I've seen some of your work before. Uh, although I uh, was uh, under the impression that you specialize more in the Greco Roman interests. Oh, uh, I go where adventure needs me. And right now it's here. Yeah, well, I think, uh, yeah, it'd be great to have you along. Oh, all right. He kind of looks at you a little bit weird and Rusty's like, where, where, where's Sanjay? And Monty looks around and he settles his gaze on a young boy standing at the bar. He appears to be attempting to strike up a conversation with a very well-dressed woman who, who clearly outclasses him. And Monty just puts his fingers in his mouth and blows a really loud whistle, which causes the bar to become quiet for just a moment. Sanjay, get over here. And he looks back at you. Ah, sorry, Sanjay's Sanjay's a bit of a dreamer. It's always reaching for the stars. Good lad, though. Got a good eye for detail and has a lot of potential. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's got a real knack for getting us out of jams. Just, just make sure you keep a close eye on your wallet, uh, both around San Sanjay and around the city. Uh, because there's a lot of people that want to take advantage of new additions like you in this city, either by sleight of hand or by assault. I've, mm. I've heard that. Mm -hmm. We've discovered. 
Oh, you have, have you? What happened? And at this point, Sanjay wanders over. He looks to be about 16 years old. He uh, also looks to be of uh, Indian descent. But he's uh, he's kind of dressed like Monty. Uh, he's chewing loudly on some some gum. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yes. Um, they're headed uh, west into the de- desert. And he again laughs. So you're headed for the fabled Forbidden City. I'll admit, I've considered that place to be more of a myth than than reality. Let me guess. You've been reading Dr. Jacob's diary, right? Man, if I had a dollar for every pack of adventurers who were looking for the Forbidden City, I'd be a very, very rich man. And Sanjay's like, yeah, very rich. So you don't think it's real or? Oh, no. Dr. Jacobs has been telling this story for years and he looks around the bar. In fact, I, I think he's probably here. And he points to a man sitting at the end of a bar, a very, very old man who is uh, currently talking with a, uh, a younger woman with uh, strawberry blonde hair. He goes, yeah, there's, there's Dr. Jacobs. Uh, old Coots probably in his nineties by now. His memory's kind of fading, but his stories are still legendary around these parts. He's probably regaling that woman about his adventures in hopes of getting a free meal and a drink tonight. <laughs> What's this about trouble that you guys had? Have you heard of a clan called uh, the cult of, or what was it? The something of the crystal skull the order of the crystal skull order of the crystal skull. Yes. Monty's eyes go really wide. And he looks at you. You've run into these. Yeah. We had the displeasure. Ah, and he looks at, at Dutch and he sees the blood all over. I take it. That's not yours. Uh, the dye job isn't. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, there's a treasure I've had my eye on, and it's a lot closer than the Forbidden City. See, it's located in a small village just west of Cairo. There, there's this artifact. It's described as a skull carved out of a priceless blue crystal, rumored to bestow incredible powers upon its, its owners. And he pulls out, he's getting very excited now, and he pulls out this tattered map and he spreads it on, onto the table and he starts pointing. He goes, the village is situated here. It's kind of hidden in the dunes. There's a, apparently an abbey or a temple of some sort, and the priests of the temple do everything they can to keep people away. With the right approach and a little luck, we together could recover that crystal. And who knows? Maybe then. I might help you in your search for this forbidden city. And then Sanjay is like, yeah, it's said that the crystal was formed centuries ago from the tears of a goddess. And whoever possesses it is granted the ability to control the elements and harness unimaginable power. Calm down, Sanjay. What do you think? You guys look like you are capable. Maybe we can work to re- together to recover the skull. And then we can reassess where we're at and decide if we want to venture further west into the desert to this forbidden city. Dutch will look at the others and say, uh, I think that sounds like a good idea. Hmm. Good, good. Well, Rusty, then you uh, better uh, outfit two more people for this party. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, and then he leans forward. You guys want to hear about the forbidden city? Sure. And he uh, looks at Sanjay and kind of gives him a wave and Sanjay goes running off to the end of the bar and uh, taps Dr. Jacobs on the shoulder and is saying something to him. They're just kind of exchanging, you know, discussions back and forth. The strawberry blonde woman seems rather annoyed and she looks over at your table in a little bit of maybe disgust or irritation. And finally, you know, this old rickety man gets up and he starts walking over there. Sanjay's kind of uh, assisting him and gets over to the table where you're at. Sanjay pulls up a couple of uh, chairs for uh, Dr. Jacobs and also this this woman. And he sits down. Oh, I hear that you want to also hear about 
the Forbidden City. Well, just like this young girl, it's my night to tell you the tale. He kind of just looks at everybody. What is it that you want to know? And the woman's like, oh, Dr. Jacobs, please, please come, come, let's go back and I can get you a nice, a nice meal. Mom, hello, I'm, I'm, I'm Lizelle, Lizelle Bohm. Hello. Hi. Uh, I'm Monty, Monty Smith. Oh, nice, nice, nice to meet you. And she shakes hands. I'm Rusty. Rusty shakes, <laughs> shakes her hand as well. And she kind of just politely looks at the rest of you, like maybe some introductions are in order. Uh, I'm Dutch. There's oh. Valentino. Hi. Hi. And she kind of, when she sees you, she kind of brushes her hair back and puts it behind her ear. Hello. Uh, that's Doc. And of course, uh, Bug Eater, our wheelman. Hi. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, uh, I'm a student at the University of Zurich and I'm, uh, I'm here to find out a little bit more about the, the, the Forbidden City. And I was hoping that I could pick Dr. J- Jacob's brain and get a little bit more knowledge before I, before I head out into the desert. See, somebody owes me a dollar. <laughs> well, great. Yeah. We're also here to learn about the Forbidden City. So let's all sit down and enjoy some tales. At that moment, the door to the bar opens and three gentlemen wearing black enter. Uh, they have, in addition to just wearing like, you know, black clothing with these black leather trench coats in Egypt of all places. You also notice that on their lapel is a wolf paw pin. Mm. And at that moment, Lizelle turns quickly away from those men Acting a little nervous. The three men in black are scoping out the bar. And then finally you hear you uh, get out. We do not allow your kind here. Uh, everybody can roll me an observation plus insight. Ah, one success. Good. That's all you need. D one. One success. Okay. Let's go. we got two successes there. So you get another point of momentum. I got one success. And Carlos gets one success as the, as the bartender, the tavern owner, the cafe owner is yelling at them and the room becomes quiet. You guys look around and you see that several patrons near you are starting to pull out pistols from their pockets. Monty lowers his head and covers, uh, lowers his hat over his eyes. And you hear Sanjay mutter Nazis. We hate these guys. (laughs) Because the the room is silent and everybody except for Lizelle and Monty are staring at these uh, Nazis. Um, the Nazis look around the room and it's very quiet. And it's very clear that they're going to have no say or sway in this establishment. And so they just kind of all nod at each other and, and exit the cafe, closing the door behind them with a very loud slam. It takes a moment, but you can kind of feel like a sigh of relief being let out. In, in the bar as people start drinking and talking and laughing again. Oh man, there, there have been a lot more sightings of, of Nazi agents in, in Cairo and, and out in the desert. Ah, I really fear they're trying to gain a fo- foothold in, in North Africa. I wish they would just stay in Europe. Oh, what what Europe. was that again? Uh, Lizelle is like, it's, it's nothing doctor, nothing. You you were telling us about the, the Forbidden City. Ah, the Forbidden City. Also known as, as the Dead City. <laughs> I was I was much younger when I ventured into the unforgiven desert, searching for truth hidden behind legend. <sighs> he looks at Blisco point blank. Do you know the story? Which story, sir? The story of my adventure. I uh, know some of it. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> You've been looking for the Forbidden City for some time. Looking for the city? I found the city. Then I have been misinformed. Would you care to uh, let us know? <laughs> of course. And he looks around and looks at Monty and just gives him a very long stare, dead in the eye. 
long before my journey. Travelers came from the north, seeking refuge from those who sought harm to them. They bore with them an artifact of great power, which they believed could be kept safe within the city walls. Yet their presence in the city only brought about its doom. Within a day and a night, the desert consumed the forbidden city. A relentless sandstorm swallowed the inhabitants, leaving only death and desolation in its wake. And he turns to Doc and he looks at you with a crooked finger kind of shaking. Or so it seemed. <laughs> there are stories that say some of the people did not perish. Instead, he lowers his voice. They became something different. And the candles on the table flicker a little bit. Mm. They now serve as a ghastly reminder of the city's terrible fate. Wandering its cursed streets for all eternity. There's also a whisper of a tribe of descendants who came to the city with the artifact, who have taken it upon themselves to guard the city's forbidden secrets. It's said that they are relentless in their efforts to keep the treasure seekers at bay, though I never ran into them. Instead, it's the horrors of the city that keep everything undisturbed. What do you mean by horrors? He's smacking his lips a little bit. That's so dry in the desert. I'll signal for a round of drinks. Uh, mm. Ah, yes, very good, very good. And kind of pats you on the shoulder. A moment later, a man arrives with with drinks. It's some kind of a clear alcohol. Uh, could be vodka. Could be something else. Could be gasoline. Could be gasoline. <laughs> Probably gasoline, honestly. You all uh, take a take a sip of your drinks. It is indeed vodka. <sighs> Risk. My journey, you understand, was fueled by ambition. I refused to listen to the warnings from the locals. I gathered a team and we plunged into the desert, but we were unprepared for what was waiting for us. He looks at Blisco. Did you drink all your drink down? Uh, probably not. He looks at you and then looks kind of down at your drink. Start drinking more. <laughs> oh, he kind of looks sad. <laughs> oh, I'll give him my drink. I can't stand vodka. Mm, he smacks his lips and drinks it down. You know, the Forbidden City has sold to hold uh, untold riches, artifacts, immense power, and relics of civilizations long forgotten. And you see... Lizelle's light uh, eyes just kind of light up when she hears about ancient artifacts and relics and power. Oh, go on, doctor, please tell, tell, tell us more. Oh, yes, yes, dear. And he pats her on the, on the arm. We traveled the desert for weeks, searching for this infernal city. The searing heat, the chilly nights, our supplies dwindled with each passing day wasn't until we stumbled upon an ancient map that we finally found the city. Hidden beneath the sand. Seems like the desert did swallow the city. We searched and searched, and we were ecstatic when we finally discovered the city's entrance, but our relations soon turned to dread as we descended into the shadowy depths of the buildings beneath the sands. The tales of twisted creatures something the truth about that it's not something we believed at the time but something sinister did lurk down there in the darkness strange twisted creatures beyond description began to haunt our every step yeah it was thick with their presence and our own sanity began to unravel one by one my companions succumbed to the terror some lost their minds others vanished to the shadows never to be seen again and the artifact that I was looking for, the cursed object that we sought, whispered to me in the darkness, twisting my thoughts, twisting all of our thoughts, driving us to the brink of madness. I was the only one to escape the city. A band of travelers found me and brought me back here. I recovered and 
wrote my diary and published it, and I told people the truth, and they laughed at me. They laughed at me. I will prove them wrong. I will. No. No, you, you must stay away from the Forbidden City. There's evil there. It will consume you, body and soul. It's a place where even the bravest men have fallen, brave men that I knew. Their dreams of glory were crushed by everything they encountered. He looks at you, Dutch. Do not be seduced by the lure of adventure or the promise of uncovering lost secrets. The price is, the price is far too great. And he seems to be done with his, his story. Lazelle reaches over and, and pats him and kind of squeezes his hand and he kind of snaps. He feels like he snaps out of, of this trip down memory lane. Ah, oh, yeah, yes, yes. Oh, hello, dear. Ah, are we going to go have dinner? Yes, Dr. Jacobs. Yes, we, we were. Um, perhaps you can tell me more about the Forbidden City. Ah, the Forbidden City. He looks around at all of you. Have you heard of the Forbidden City? It's often called the Dead City. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I found the Dead City once. Would you like to hear my tale? And uh, Lazelle's like, no, no, Doctor. Uh, they're not interested in, in your tale. O only I am truly interested in what the Forbidden City holds. Oh, okay. Well, it was nice to meet all of you. And he pats Rusty on the shoulder. Rusty, it's good to see you again. And she leads him away. Whew. That's one hell of a tale. Mm -hmm. Now, I've heard my share of legends and folklore, but uh, Doc sure does take the cake. I think everybody and his brother has gotten a copy of Doc's diary and read it. And as I said, if I had a dollar for everybody who wanted to go out and find the Forbidden City themselves, I'd, I'd be rich. No offense, gentlemen, but all of this sounds like fanciful ghost stories to keep the curious folks like us from whatever it is that he found out there. I'm not saying I don't believe that he encountered something in the desert, but there's always an explanation for these things. Lost cities, hidden treasures, secret societies. Here's the stuff of pulp novels and dime store comics. I've been all over the world, and let me tell you, every place has its share of tall tales. And you guys look at S Sanjay, and he's kind of nodding in agreement, but there's something about Dr. Jacob's story that kind of has him looking a little, a little peaked. Mm-hmm. Mm. Our interest is, um, aside from the fact that we are uh, by now starting to become seasoned adventurers, our interest is not adventure. Our interest is to keep certain things out of the, um, out of the hands of, and he like sort of motions to the front door, which is you know where the those guys were. Is like uh, keep certain things out of the hands of uh, our unwelcome guests. Oh, yes, I agree, says Sanchez. He punches his fist into his hand. We hate Nazis. Yeah, We're yeah. Good. Look, I'm, I'm all for adventure. Uh, and if there's something dangerous lurking in that city, then uh, I might be interested in a little bit about that. Listen, I'm, I'm an archaeologist. I just want to uncover the truth and put all these crazy legends to rest once and for all. And then Sanchez says, and also we want fame and fortune. <laughs> That's right, kid. Fame and fortune. Well, um, how about you give us the details on the uh, exploration that you want us to, or the uh, um, site that you want us to come with you to? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll see about getting getting uh, outfitted through Rusty, and we'll uh, we'll figure it out. I I think I know exactly what you boys need. Yeah, why don't you uh, all sit here and confess amongst yourselves, and uh, I'll go see what I can scrounge up. Are you staying somewhere? Presumably. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, well, there is uh, rooms upstairs. Okay. Just speak to the... And this this place is relatively safe, you find? And he kind of looks at you and laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> as safe as anywhere in Cairo. Okay. All right, listen, and he 
pulls out this map and he spreads it out again. It's about a day and a half journey from here. I figure the six of us will probably make it in. There's an, uh, a temple, an abbey, a monastery, something here. And he kind of points. It's a very rough map of, of this village. And so it's kind of hard to really see what this is. This is probably something that was handed down via a hand-me-down or either it was uh, described. The layout of the city was probably described in a certain way, but it's uh, just kind of scratched down very hurriedly. So it's, it's, it's not like you have a complete detailed map of all the city streets or anything like this. But uh, I think if we get there, and we come in under the cloak of darkness. We can scope out the city. And then we can see what is the best approach to getting to this, this monastery. Now, listen, I have heard. And Sanjay starts to lean in close. I've heard that. This relic, this crystal has been there for. 500, 600. And Sanjay says, I think it was a thousand. <laughs> Maybe even a thousand years. And the monks or the priests uh, worshipped it. But the story goes that it also corrupted them. And I don't know what that means. I've only heard tales and stories. I've not really met anyone but one, two, and he counts on his hand. Three guys who have ever come from that village. So we're going to have to fly by the seat of our pants. And Sanjay is like, that's just how we like it. I mean, our plants never go up properly, so might as well. So what did you think of the doctor's uh, story? Pretty crazy, huh? I've heard crazier. Yeah? Like what? And he I motions for a round of drinks. He, he motions for a round of drinks to be brought over. We've got time. Oh, have you ever heard this time? The uh, waiter brings over what looks like whiskey or bourbon, something brown. Have you ever heard of Dr. Herbert West? West, West. Miskatonic. Oh, Miskatonic University. Yeah. Oh, it's been. It's been what, like 25 years? I was, I mean, this guy, this guy is uh, kind of legendary when it comes to students that have kind of gone off the deep end, right? I mean, I was what, maybe 10, 10 years old when, uh, when those events happened. And you, if you give him a good look over, he looks to be like uh, in his late 30s. He's definitely older than everyone at the table. Yeah, yeah. What was that? Ah, some mumbo jumbo about bringing the dead back to life. Is that it? That's it. Yeah, you hear all sorts of those stories here, especially in the desert. Oh, I've more than heard it, my friend. I've seen it. You've seen bodies come back to life. I've seen it as recently as yesterday, but I saw it first. With West himself. Uh, let's let's clarify a little bit, Matthew. You've never <laughs> met West, and you've never seen. You've never seen the only thing you've read. He doesn't know that. Uh, and he looks at you. And goes, <laughs> yeah. He looks at you and says, "You're way younger than I am. You would never have met Doctor West." <laughs> Fine, be that way. It's a good story. And he pats I've you on the read back. it Drink myself. Up. And he drinks his alcohol down. All right. Uh, when do you want to do this? Oh, we should probably leave in the morning. Sanjay and I have to uh, go and gather our, our surveillance gear. Yeah. And then well, Sanjay's we... like, he means guns and bombs. Okay. One thing, Monty. Hmm. You said if we help you, you'll think about taking us to the Forbidden City? Of course. I'd like you to more than think about it. Well, we have to get this treasure first. And if we do, you will take us. Yeah, we'll see. We'll think about it. If we do. Doc, 
it's all right. There's room for renegotiation after this. Oh. Okay, whatever you say. Let me uh let me get my companions a room. I think we're all getting a little cranky after we uh started drinking, had absolutely nothing in our stomachs after being attacked by a, yeah. a gang. So Yeah. I think we all need some rest. Brigands. Okay. Yes, brigands. Well, that sounds good. How about we meet here in the morning? Come on, Sanjay. He shakes all of your hands. Yep. Shakes Doc's hands, grips a little harder, and looks him in the eye. And we'll think about it. And then he uh, he leaves the, the cafe with Sanjay. Sanjay turns around, and he gives you a little, a little nod, like a, a mean mug nod mm-hmm. as they leave. I don't trust Doc that guy. smile and shake my head. <laughs> um, that's fine. But... The artifact that he was talking about is in the Rhine, the one that he wants to get. It is? Yes. Wait, what was the Rhine? I don't remember that one at all. One to control the elements. Oh, man, you're Mm -hmm. right. I guess we hadn't really talked about, like, what are we going to do with all of these? Are we trying to gather them all, or are we just trying to keep them out of Nazi hands? Right. Right. Like I mean, presumably one leads to the other. I have yeah. a suspicion that once you start collecting them, things may show you what you need to do. Well, that would be fine, although I'm sure it'll be also horrifying. But what I'm saying is if Smith takes one takes that item and you know takes it back to the US, like that would keep it out of Nazi hands. Do we need to get all of these? Maybe we need to ask our superiors. Yeah. Which ones? We've made, yeah, we've made contact with Rusty, so I need to give him a call anyway. Unless you guys want to call him. Nah, you seem to be doing a pretty good job as point man. All right, I'll do it. Uh, let's get a room. Or, or a couple rooms, at least. Yeah. Okay. So you go up to the, uh, to somebody who looks like the owner of the establishment, he's wearing a white uh, jacket, black bow tie, smoking a cigarette, black pants. He sees you approach. <laughs> ah, boys. Seem to uh, have taken an interest in uh, old Doc Jacobs, huh? Sure. Tells a good yarn. Yeah, he does. He's in here every night telling his old story again and again and again to anybody who will buy him a drink or a meal. What can I do for you? Well, we uh, they actually recommended that we stay here. We're passing through. Oh, who um, recommended? Uh, I believe Rusty did. Rusty? Rusty Stowe? Oh, yeah. what kind of trouble are you guys into? Oh, <laughs> nothing of the kind. We just have some mutual acquaintances. Mm, nothing to do with uh, those Nazis that came in earlier, is it? I don't think so. Okay. Me of your enemy. Mm-hmm. So do you need a couple of rooms? Uh yeah, that would be best. Okay. And he uh leans over to a cigarette girl who's passing by, whispers something into her ear, and she nods her head and wanders off. She'll get a couple of rooms for you. In the meantime, I'm Jack. Jack Kings. Shake his hand. Yeah. Um Dutch. Valentino, Bug Eater, Doc. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Any boys uh, set up for entertainment? Um, I don't know. We really, uh, it's been kind of a whirlwind getting here, so we hadn't really thought much about that. Well, it's early. You need to do something in Cairo. You guys uh, should go check out that, uh, that great NATO show I hear everyone talking about. Yeah, I think we should. We I saw some so. of the posters. Oh, they're all over the place. I'm trying to stay away from it myself. Uh, I've seen my share of charlatans and and uh, tricksters. Now, I hear this guy's claims are pretty great, and it looks to be a pretty awesome show from what people talk about, but uh, go in with a little bit of skepticism, okay? Don't get too uh, too taken in by this. Oh, always. Okay. Uh, the girl comes back. Their rooms are ready. 
And then he's like whispers into her ear again. Okay. Uh, follow <laughs> me, gentlemen. Uh, Good to meet you. Thank or, you. Yeah, yep. Before we run off, I'll probably slide some monies over. And it's like, uh, I think Jacob's had plenty of drink tonight. Maybe make sure he gets a meal. Yeah, that's uh mighty Christian of you. Eh. Those academic types gotta look out for each other. Oh, okay. And uh you uh see him put the money in his pocket as you guys walk off and follow the woman upstairs. <laughs> she leads you to a couple of rooms upstairs. It's just one long hallway with rooms uh on either side. At one point, she stops and points out where the where the washing area is uh, so that you guys can clean up, use the bathroom, whatever that you need. Uh, then she leads you down to the very, very end of the hallway and to two rooms across the hallway from each other. And these rooms are almost identical, but they're just kind of reverse from one another. So on the hallway to the right or the room to the right, you would go in from the left side on the uh, door, the room sure. to the left. You go in on the, the right side. <laughs> Um, you know, it's just, just a flip, but you go in and there's a couple of beds in there. There is a wash basin, you know, with a pitcher. Uh, there is a towel that is next to that. There is a nightstand and there is a lamp and a phone in each of the rooms and a small wardrobe for hanging up any, any clothes that you may need to, to hang up. But other than that, it is a spare bare bones room. There's not even any art on the walls. Okay. Window just said. Yeah, there is a window that overlooks that looks out onto the street below. Okay. Do any of us have anything other than the clothes on our backs? <laughs> uh, we probably managed to pack something on the way out, but yeah, mm. pretty much nothing or, yeah. or not that much. Yeah, pretty much nothing. I would say, would we have gotten anything on the way out? Like <laughs> you didn't get we were coming back into the hotel when we uh, started getting shot at started. Yeah. Yeah. You may have, you may have one change of clothes that uh, Clark Gable bought you when you were uh, arrived in. Uh, I, I, that's true. We did spend a while in Monaco. So yeah, you it, spent a couple of he, days we, there. So he at least yeah, got you a change. We of could clothes have actually, space. yeah, probably if, if that was the case, then we would have at least, yeah, gotten one or two changes of clothes, some actual yeah. luggage. Um, so yeah, we, we probably do have something to change it to canvas bag. Something. Yeah. Something. All right. Is this room to your liking? Yes, thank you. It's it's very nice. Um, All right, thank you. And she hands you each a key. I'll I'll give her a tip. Oh, thank you. Um, Let me give you a tip. Okay. If you want to make some more of this money, there's a room in the back of the bar. Oh. Also, then she pulls out. Jack asked me to give you these, and they're tickets to see the great NATO. Oh, great! Thank you. And she wanders away. It's starting to feel like a trap. Yeah. Again, I do love a magic show. <laughs> well, like I, I mean, said. Who doesn't love a magic show? Right? Uh, I mean, this uh, entire city is buzzing about the great NATO. Yeah. yeah, I've heard good things about him. I don't know about you guys, but uh, when I was looking at his, when I was looking poster? at his posters, I got a bit of the heebie-jeebies in mm. that type of heebie-jeebies that we've been getting lately, so... I think it's worth it's worth checking out. Um, Maybe more than stagecraft in here. Honestly, uh, I've I've realized that my usual working beliefs were pretty hypocritical. Um, there were lots of things that I didn't believe in, but also, you know, I believed in ghosts and things like that, and. Uh, I guess some stuff in the Christian Apocrypha, which is actually kind of what we're looking for now. So um, maybe it's all true. Maybe it's all real. We'll it's just, all true. Uh, we'll just have to look out if we run into like a werewolf or a uh, one of those ghosts that jump around. Yep. Whites, wyverns, it's all real. Sure. Uh, let's, uh, I guess uh, we can call rooms i can i'll stay in this one with doc mountina and bug eater you guys can take that one if that's all right yeah sure works for me uh let's get cleaned up and does does it does the ticket say like when the show is uh the performance is at uh nine o'clock it's the late show 
Okay, so we've got some time. So I would say just take it easy. Like, don't uh, we don't need to rush? Yeah, we need, and what we probably need is rest. Anything I can do to maybe bandage my wounds and get rid of some of this immediate damage, perhaps for me you and can, for... you can try first aid. Yep, I think and I'll try then... Valentino first since I think he had some pretty good hits too. I got a couple scrapes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, by the way, Valentino, I've been meaning to uh, to apologize for burning you. <laughs> uh, well, no, I know, and I can tell. I can tell that at least before. I don't know about now, but I can tell that before it really hurts. So, um, if and when we get back to the states, we'll figure out a way for you to sue my dad for it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Would that be a medicine plus insight check? Yeah, medicine plus insight. Trying to see if any of my uh, magic tricks really apply, and I don't know that they do. Not not in this one. He doesn't really need stabilizing. He's not nope. dead. No. What if I brought, okay, what if I tried to kill him and then brought him back for the brink of death? That way I'd get an extra die. I mean, you can try to kill we, him if we've you got, like. We've got, some, we've got some momentum. That seems like a long way to go for one die. Okay. <laughs> How Actually, we're almost looking at here. We're almost up to max momentum. So, if yeah. you hmm. wanted to to take even like Burns a couple up. dice, you could. Okay. Yeah, it's only one difficulty. Okay, one, I would say yeah, take one okay. momentum per roll. So, would one one success would remove one? No. Um, no. You need to roll for success, and then I will let you roll uh, three dice, ah. and then. For every um, for every hit that you get on that, you can remove one okay. one point of stress. All right, so I am gonna take aim and heal. No, that doesn't work that way. <laughs> hey, you just taught me how to do this. I'm just trying to help. All right, I will. I'll burn a momentum. Okay, and I will heal Valentino for one success. Yowza! Okay, yeah. so you got one success. So one success. go ahead and. Uh, also notice, uh, I was looking at your sheet, uh, Brian. You also are pretty high on medicine. Uh, your ability to to provide first aid is uh, is not bad. You are only one point lower than than Matthew on the ability to provide first aid. So just kind of keep that in mind. Okay. I got three. You have. Uh, three. So yeah, yeah, you can remove three points of stress from. Unless that red one means two. No, it does not. Okay. I mean, I think it does, but it already counted it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, you may remove three uh, physical stress, physical stress only. Yep. Valentino. Uh, Get a bandage. Got some salve on there. The aloe yeah. vera. Yeah. All right. I'm going to try the same for myself. Maybe rewrap my arm. There you go. I will burn another momentum here in the hopes that, you know, it won't ruin the universe, but me okay. dying in the next round would also yeah, suck. Be, so be fine. one success. All right. So roll for, uh, how'd you roll five T? I said roll three, three dice. Three. Yeah. Not five. I thought I had a, a bonus for my damage. No, this yeah, isn't damage. This is, I have a plus one for insight, right? That's this only when damage. you're dealing damage. So would you like right, to deal that, three damage to Brian, or you would you like to <laughs> yes, heal three damage? But that okay, hang on. Is this not an insight plus medicine check? It is, but you're not you're not dealing damage. Right. So the bonus is only damage. It's not just for things that it's you're doing. Only it's only damage. Well, yeah. that's not clear. You'll you'll note that it's like it's a synergy bonus, right? Because you don't actually attack using insight, but your insight gives you a bonus to that attack. My that's, what it, that's what it means. Okay. Okay. So do you want me to reroll Brian's? Or no. are we good? Okay. Uh, a one. So is that two? Okay. No, it's just one. Okay. What is so the effect? Me, it, well, if there was an effect on this, mm -hmm. then you would use that effect. So in the yeah. case of like a vicious attack, then the mm -hmm. effects count as an extra point. If okay. you roll a, um, if you have something that has not piercing because piercing is automatic, 
But if right. you had like an area effect, then the area effect would do uh, spill damage onto other people in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's yeah, what the, the effects. That's what the effects. Roles roles will often specify when an effect can have an impact on yeah. them. So if you yep. look, for example, first aid yeah. is one of my my yellow skills. Does that give me anything? Or oh, no? uh, focus. Um, yeah. It w- it would have if you had rolled lower uh, in that one success, but okay. at this point now. Yeah, because okay. if you look at what your medicine is, it's five. So if you have right. rolled a five or less, then that would count as an extra success. Okay. It doesn't do any, it wouldn't do, it only counted towards success. It doesn't count to points of damage removed. Right. So um, you can remove, you yeah, uh, so you can remove one physical stress right and i'm making the differentiating here between physical stress and mental stress in case anyone has taken any mental stress because that is a different kind of heal right and i'm is there any way to differentiate that like in the sheet sure Uh, an easy way to do that is when you take physical stress you could put a Mm -hmm. p in the box and when you take mental stress you could put an m in the box but still once you hit your total yeah then you are Then you take an injury, yes. So how would you decide whether it's a physical or a mental Depends injury? on what the attack was that led you to that injury. Okay. Yeah. So Steven's, like, been, so if, Steven's been calling that out. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. So for example, in Brian's case, he mm-hmm. was hit by uh, and I was I was criminal. thinking about this afterwards, Rodrigo. You didn't really hit him with a Molotov cocktail because you were using a metal flask. So you kind of just hit him with an incendiary device. Yeah, I, I hit him with like I basically threw out, make turned it into a frack yes, grenade. A, yes, you just exactly. hit him in the face so with a Coleman. He lantern. took he took physical damage from that, and that's mm-hmm. what caused the injury. That was enough to tip him into that injury uh, state, and so okay. that's how he got the the burn on his arm. Uh, if um, you know, if one of the Shoggoths that had attacked you in Germany when it did its mental attack. Mm-hmm. Um, if it had caused, uh, more than five points of mental damage to anybody, then you would have taken a mental in- injury. Like, uh, it could be any number of things like you mm-hmm. are only able to sleep one hour a night or, um, yeah. you know, you can no longer see, say the letter Z. Well, yeah, no, probably wouldn't be something like that, but it would be something that can complicate you going right. forward. So for example, now that, I mean, realistically, now that Brian has a burned arm, which arm is it, Brian? Is it your right arm or your left arm? I believe we said right arm. Yeah. So the right arm, if that is his, if that's his primary arm, he should really be taking an extra point of difficulty when he's trying to shoot somebody or stab somebody because of the pain that's in that arm. Because of the burn. Does that make sense? Okay. So that's yeah. what injuries can do. And so mental, mental injuries uh, can also do the same thing. Uh, so one of the things we haven't talked about yet, which will probably come up uh, going forward is if you don't sleep, if you don't get enough sleep or um, for some magic users, it takes so much out of you, it drains your energy. You can actually take fatigue and fatigue is not uh, necessarily stress, but it reduces the amount of stress points you have. So right now, Matthew, your max uh, stress is uh, 10, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so if you were to take a fatigue, if you were up all night and you partied and you didn't sleep at all, Mm-hmm. then instead of nine stress points, you would, or instead of 10 stress points, you would only have nine stress points. And the okay. only way to clear off those fatigues is to have what we would consider in other games, an extended rest of some right. kind. And that usually okay. is, you know, like a full day's rest. Uh, so that's something that can reduce your stress points as well. So there's, there is a lot of things that kind of work against you in this game. And as you may have noticed, as we've been playing, The difficulty is increasing as far as what you're attacking, but also, as you saw in this last uh, battle, uh, Mm -hmm. these these people in the alley, um, they're they're hitting much harder as well. And they and and these are only cult members. So who knows what's going to happen the next time you you run into things. So. Right. um, And of course, also increasing is your glee every time that you light one of us on fire because, you know. Oh, I didn't light anybody on fire. Rodrigo's the one that lit, lit uh, Valentino on fire. <laughs> Meanwhile, let's back go in, back into the action. And, and uh, Valentino, you were going to say something to the Dutch on him uh, lighting you on fire. Ah, well, I wouldn't uh, stress too much about it. Uh, yeah, things happen in the heat of battle. All right. Um. 
yeah, let's just uh, get ready for the show and we'll just take it slow. Um, it's good to know that, I mean, we, we already knew that the Nazis had a presence in the city, but mm-hmm. it's good to have gotten a look at some of them. Um, Did we recognize that badge? Have we seen it before? Or Yeah, that's the black... Um, I'm I'm, I'm trying to remember which one's like the normal super weapons division of uh, yeah I mean mean, it is Nightwolf right it is the Noctwolf yes but again that's uh, no no, no, your knowledge not character knowledge yeah yeah, you guys only know them as the the dark wolves yeah but but the one that uh, that uh, section M knows about is Black Sun they know about the Black Sun yes okay Okay. so then okay so then I'll be like uh yeah those guys are in the same group which we don't know almost anything about right as the the first super laser nats nazis or super lightning nazis that we encountered mm-hmm. so we're on the right track or the wrong one depending on how you look at it yes we're we were here expecting to try to scoop this stuff out before they got it um, so here we are about to scoop. All right, break. All right. Uh, any, huh. anything else? Are you guys going to do anything else? I mentioned, uh, there was a phone in the room. You had said something about, oh, calling, yeah. not I, calling. Call. I don't know I if gotta, I'm going to do that. Yep. I'll call, uh, I'll call section M. Okay. Number please. I'll give them the number. How may I direct your call? Um, I had a question uh, about uh, one of your products. Uh, it says here it's mostly made of uh, goose liver pate, but Franklin wanted a turkey. <laughs> she pauses for a long moment. One moment, please. Uh, this is Brigadier Finnessy. Hello, may I help you? Uh, hi, Brigadier. It's... Uh, ah, Dutch. Uh, yes, yes, my man. How are you? Have you made it to Egypt? Yes, we're in Cairo. Um, ah, good, good. We uh, ran afoul of some locals, which seems un, uh, unconnected at this point. But uh, we've also seen some members of that organization that we all first encountered when we first encountered you. He pauses for a moment. Oh, um, Black Sun or those uh, wolf fellows? The, wo- the wolf fellows. Okay, yes, we're starting to gather a little bit more information on them. Uh, I'll I'll gather, I'll I'll wave for everybody to come in, and I'll hold the phone like we're having a slumber party. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's complicated, and we don't know all of the uh, particulars yet, but it appears that there is a uh, fracture of the Black Suns. Um, We're not really sure what it is, but there appears to be two parties in the black sun vying for power and one of them has moved off into this uh, into this wolf group hmm i think their goals are still the same but i think they're approaching it in very different ways wow anyway what what uh, did you need uh n- just uh, letting you know we've made contact with rusty stowe and uh ah very good uh, he's got you what you need uh yes he's going to we are going uh we we are basically here to look for uh part number one of the rhyme uh-huh, uh-huh. um but uh we may have caught wind of a second one um so a we second are going to artifact yes oh. i think right am i am i wrong mm. about this i mean maybe maybe you're right maybe you're wrong i i figured the uh Control the elements. One was a separate one from the one that's in the city. But anyway, be, we've got. A, I mean, it's yeah, it's certainly yeah. something to follow up on. Yeah. So we're we're going to since that ha- is something that has cropped up. Uh, we're going to follow that first. And How did you we'll, get this information? Uh, we came across an archaeologist uh, named uh, Monty Smith. Monty is, Smith, and you can hear him kind of writing writing down. Monty Smith, uh, doctor from where? Uh, Valentino, where's he from? Do I know exactly where he's from? Yeah, sure. Make something up. He's from the United States, so you can make something up. From Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> ah, Illinois. Okay. 
Um, we'll, we'll look into him. See, seem on the level. Uh, Valentino's heard of him, but um, I don't know. He looks kind of like a, uh, kind of like a hot dog. You know what I mean? He's he like, seems ah. shifty to me. Well, be on your best behavior then, and uh, keep an eye on him. Yep, we'll uh, we'll keep an eye, and we'll feel him out. Um, what else, guys? Yeah, there was one specific question I know somebody had asked. Are we bringing the artifacts back to Section M, or are we merely trying to keep them out of the hands of the NAZY? Oh, both. Uh, we don't want the Nazis to have them, but we certainly do want them. We need to keep them safe here. I see. This guy, Monty, seems yeah. to have uh, his own designs for at least one. Well, I don't know anything about him, so it could just be... Is he, um, is he a, a Tomb Raider? Is he a fortune hunter? Seems uh, to be. I, I would say yes from the stuff that I've seen, but it's hard to tell. And he may not know anything about this, but uh, keep an eye on him. We'll uh, have our boys uh, see what they can dig up. He definitely seemed resistant to the, well, he seemed uh, like he didn't seem to believe in any of the supernatural side of things. So he probably doesn't know what he's getting himself into. Um, hmm. And we hmm. know about the supernatural stuff, and I feel like we don't really know what we're getting ourselves into. <laughs> oh, yes, I, I feel that way myself sometimes. Wait, you feel like we don't know what we're getting into? No, I feel like every day when I wake up and I think about the horrors that the Nazis are bringing forth, uh, it uh, it scares hmm. me. That's good. That's probably that probably means we're still on. Uh, we're still functional if we're still getting scared by this stuff. I think the biggest problem is the. The Nazis have such a lead on all of this stuff, whatever it is, than we do. And it, it just feels like we're playing catch up. And I think at, at this point in the game, I don't want to be playing catch up with a bunch of Nazis. No, I, I feel that we've also had a couple mild missteps, which I think have set us back. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're gonna, we have another slight lead in, uh, that there is a, Stage magician here who is using one of the symbols that we've come across. No, yeah, what uh, symbol? Uh, the symbol of the luminaries. Luminaries. Oh, okay, very good. Um, who's this stage magician? Uh, he goes by the great Nate O. Okay, do you know anything else besides that? You can hear Not him really. trying to take notes without uh -huh. his Mrs. Oh, without his secretary. Yeah. It's like it just takes so long to vet a secretary. Yeah. Right. It's well, like, especially oh, at this high level of. Yeah, exactly. Of, yeah, uh, right. exactly. Right. It's like, oh, yeah, there's like it, this has to be someone who isn't like overly trained, but also who has like no uh, contacts with anybody that might seem suspicious at a time mm -hmm. where everybody's suspicious. Um, I dated a girl who had uh, whose dad had like Yankee white clearance to work on Air Force One. Um, and I'm pretty sure it messed me up. Like I got investigated and I got into a couple of lists and I w it wasn't even my dad. <laughs> it was my girlfriend's dad. Man. Uh, yes, that's all fascinating. <laughs> um, anything else? I don't think so. I think that's everything. I will look into uh, both this Monty Smith and the great NATO uh, and see if we can find anything else on, on, on any of this. Um, yes. I'll, uh, I'll get him the number for the hotel. No, oh, very good. Yes. Uh, Cafe of Kings. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Have you met Jack? Yes. Okay. Very good. You know him? Yes. Yes. Of course. All everybody right. knows Jack. Trustworthy. Yes. Everybody comes to Jack's place. Okay. <laughs> All right. At least Matthew gets it and appreciates it. I I, I get it. I'm trying to role play through it here. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Um, okay, sometimes um, so your intentions as a DM don't matter a hill of beans in this world. It's all, right. it's all good. 
Um, all right. What else? I think that's all I have on, on our end. Um, I will look into these things and, um, yes, I oh, guess that's, I, oh, yes. one more thing. I yes, guess yes. we should, uh, the, the group that we ran into that tried to take our money is called mm-hmm. the order of the crystal skull. Oh, that sounds like mm-hmm. a horrible name. Yeah. So, uh, if you get some extra time or manpower, might as well look into that. But I don't think that one's as urgent as the other ones. Mm. Okay, so uh, you asked us to look into some fog. We haven't found anything uh, out of the ordinary there. It's fog. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did you ask him to look into? Uh, we, we basically asked them to either extract or, or oh, right, right. put someone on uh, uh, Antoine. Antoine and possibly yes. Pontus as well. Yes. Um, also, uh, in regards to uh, your friend Antoine, uh, he's going to continue to do research for us. Uh, we have sent um, four or five men to keep watch over him. Uh, we have been in contact with uh, Director Kane and told him that this was uh, very important for the war effort, and he seems to be okay with us taking over parts of the uh, the library, uh, specifically the third floor for all of our research. That sounds great. Yes, yes. As far as if you get, uh, or I should say, when you get uh, the artifacts, I think it might be best to try to bring them to to Kent, to, uh, to bring them to, to Section M HQ. All right. Okay, well, uh, we have a group looking after him. Uh, uh, we are looking into the fog, and now I've got these other men. Uh, anything else that you need? I don't think so. Okay, well, say hello to Rusty for me and uh, do good. Uh, do uh, do a good job. Oh, uh, we'll try our best. Click. Critical Hit Punch Hall Nazis is a production of Major Spoilers Entertainment and was produced and edited by me, Stephen Schleicher. If you would like to get a behind-the-scenes making of this episode, be sure to check out the GM Roundtable Octum Cthulhu Edition at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash majorspoilers. Each week I discuss my plans for the upcoming game session, and Dr. Brad Will is there to share his reactions and advice on how to be a better game master. I will warn you, though, there are spoilers galore in every installment of the GM Roundtable Octoon Cthulhu Edition. So, if you don't like spoilers and don't want to know what I am planning next, don't listen to these episodes. Though, I will say, if you do listen, you'll be able to see how and where the players throw a wrench into my plans, And you're also going to have greater insight into the world that's being built into this campaign. This week, we got to meet Rusty Stowe, the scavenger, the scrounger for the party. He's named, of course, after Rusty Stowe, one of our fine patrons. And what if the great NATO? Oh, we'll have to tune in next week for all of those adventures. You want your name to appear as one of these NPCs in future episodes? All you need to do is become an associate producer at patreon.com slash major spoilers. Finally, we want you to record yourself doing your best on critical hit and send it to us at podcast at majorspoilers.com and your voice will join the growing chorus of fans in upcoming episodes as well. Thank you again for listening this week and here's hoping all of your dice rolls are critical hits. This podcast is copyright 2023 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.